Welcome to Creators Cove, where each week we talk to a new creator about their passion, their process, and we discover new music together. So this week on the Creators Cove, I am talking to Paul Hedrick, the lead singer and guitar player for Cicero. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. So, Paul, we have a long history that people can see on Twitter from the podcast Discovery Show. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to dig into you this this time about your journey through music. So, how did you get started playing music? Um, I like when I was in I I think I started playing saxophone and I think it's 6th grade. Um, and I played that all the way through I think until I was a senior in high school and I th- about I want to say probably between sophomore and junior year, I helped my cousin re-roof a house uh, or re-roof his house. And he, as payment, gave me a Fender Stratocaster, a little crate 15-watt piece of crap um, practice amp and a chorus pedal. Uh, And that would have been 1995 probably was that the end of the saxophone as soon as you got the guitar Uh, yeah dude that i did not do anything but play the guitar i mean i did everything i could to get away from the saxophone you know they they let me in jazz band uh and i was like okay i'll just strum ninth chords forever i guess I, i don't i don't care what it is as long as i do not have to play the saxophone anymore so and have you ever gone back have you played saxophone recently uh, no, uh, when I tried it, when I sold it, I think probably after, just after college, I, I sold the saxophone and like right before that, I was like, oh, let me see if I could play it. I was like, nope, it's gone. <laughs> it's totally it's gone. done. So yeah, yeah, those, uh, specialty muscles make it really difficult to pick up. I still have a trumpet in my closet and, uh, it does not sound good now. It's weird. Yeah, that the trumpets are a little different only because you have three finger options with the saxophone. You have five, Lots. five on one hand and four on the other. Uh, so it becomes a little prohibitive sometimes, like it, just to remember what the configurations are. So, yeah, absolutely. So you start playing guitar. When did you start getting into bands and uh, creating music? Um, I had a. Uh, I had a, what you, I probably had an obsession with Nirvana when they first came out when I was younger. And so a lot of it became listening to that and lots of bootleg copies and um, just all sorts of live stuff that ended up in the black, like whatever their greatest hit stuff is. That's now like, oh, we had all that stuff long before that. So we listened to a lot of that stuff. And, and I had a buddy of mine gave me a tape and a CD and the end of the tape had a song by a band unashamed, which is a hardcore band from Southern California and a CD of Blenderheads prime candidate for a burnout. And I was like, this is what I need. So I started going to shows at a local Christian punk uh, venue called the push, uh, which was in a basement of a church and, um, when you pile a bunch of uh, sweaty teenagers into a basement, it gets real hot. So it was in- interesting. So I just started going to underground shows. Like I think probably I was 16 right around there. Um, so just every weekend it was, 
you know, $7 or six, if you brought a can of food and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we would just go to shows as frequently as possible. Plus they had Tom Fest, which, uh, which is huge music festival here in the Northwest, especially in the late nineties. And, uh, went to the third one in 97 and there was, I don't know, there was like, there was a few thousand people piled on top of each other in a field to see bands from like 10 a.m. till 4 a.m. on three different stages nonstop. So, I mean, it's been, I've been in underground music, like right, pretty much right out of the get go. And was seeing all that shows the inspiration for you starting to be in bands and writing music? No, actually we started, I started writing like as soon as I could, um, which was interesting. And there was some pretty bad stuff right at the beginning, but, uh, I had a sort of band with a buddy of mine who became, who's now sort of famous drummer. Um, and him and I in high school, we used to play practice for like five, six hours at a time, like two or three days a week up and up, up in his room, um, upstairs and, uh, just play and play and play and play. And so when we got to go see shows, that was, we never, we would just play and not know you could just get a show. And so we would just go to shows and play and go to shows and play. And we would never play, um, play our own shows. I think we played like a garden party. It was terrible. I mean, we were, I, I liked the, being a two piece and stuff and there's some good stuff, but, uh, there was definitely a lot of immaturity in there, but it was a lot of, lot of writing and playing and practicing and going to, it was just anything you could do to absorb and, uh, spend time listening to music or playing music. That was pretty much all that I was really concerned about. And so have you been in bands kind of ever since, since yeah. you started that two piece with your buddy? Yep. Yep. We had a, we had an emo grunge band in, in 95 with him and me. And we played together until 97 when we graduated. Um, it was in a math rock band that had melodic screaming and singing in 1999, which kind of precedes a lot of that stuff. It um, really does. That picked up a lot later than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were not listenable, but it was, <laughs> but it was experimental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Its time. The sound man really loved us. Um, I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I've done folk industrial electronic shoegaze, um, just the whole gambit. So we just we've come right around back to to a '90s emo once again. And, and do you appreciate and enjoy your time getting to spend exploring all the different genres? Because I mean, if you're if you're talking something like emo and more hardcore ish, and then you talk about folk music, those are kind of two ends of a spectrum. Do you enjoy your time in each of those different genres? Oh, absolutely. And, and that was the thing about the Christian indie scene in the mid nineties is everything went. So you would go to a show and there would be a spoken word guy beforehand, a folk guy, a metal band, and then some emo rock band. So like there was no barriers between a genre. So uh, thankfully, I think fortuitously, I grew up musically in that environment. So I, there's never been really a, it's, it hasn't, it's, it's just been like, Oh, this is what we're doing now. Oh, we're doing a punk band. Okay. We're doing a punk band. Are we doing it? Okay. We're doing an industrial band. It's more to spend time with friends and write and try new things. Yeah. I mean, that's the best type of thing that you can focus on to make it just enjoyable the whole time. Yeah. 
what's your what's your songwriting process like are these things that are very like deeply true to you and you just try and find a way to express it absolutely yeah i um i have started with lyrics before but i generally start with like kind of a guitar line and start farting around and trying to to find things that kind of work together but as that's solidifying that's usually when i start writing lyrics um and i like a lot of philosophy and I like, and I'm, I'm, I try to excise a lot of uh, trauma and issues that's going on in my life into what's being written. So um, it tends to, I know a lot of people will, will do one or the other first, really uh, like really categorically, but I, it all tends to sort of flow with how I'm feeling. So as to like, I don't know, it's kind of one of those things where you just make progress where you can make progress as long as it is, uh, emotionally honest and passionate. That's pretty much my only requirement. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Do you feel that catharsis when you're able to essentially put a deeply held emotion, some kind of a, like you said, like a trauma or something, if you're able to put it on paper and put it into a song and expression, are you feeling catharsis from that? Yeah. Um, I mean, it is the writing of it is very cathartic. Like I just finished a song and we haven't actually even practiced it yet. But uh, based on this really intense um, thing that happened to me in like this summer of my sixth grade, where my only friend literally threw a blanket over me and beat the living crap out of me. Like, so you get actually like excise it. It feels good to excise that. It's felt really good to express that and write that down and process through that. Although, I think I've just grown to a place where live, when we play live, um, I tend to not, I tend to go and re-access that to, I guess, uh, empower the presentation. So it's gotcha. kind of like, it is cathartic, but it's never, it, it kind of makes it so it's never really gone, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. That's interesting. But I mean, you're you're accessing something that was traumatic in some cases. So I could see how that's, you're kind of reopening a wound over and over again. Yeah. I, and, and it's some things more so than others. Um, but I think on the whole, it makes, it makes me a better person being able to get it out and to express it and to kind of get it down on paper or, um, or Google doc (laughs) as it were. Yeah, sure. Um, so it, 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 it definitely helps, but, um, yeah, the last thing I always have kind of lived by the ethos that, um, her old quote from Kurt Cobain when I was in high school, it said, if it's, if it's not passionate, it's not art. So if it becomes something that I am, it's just rot, uh, recitation or, um, like it, if there's no, if if it becomes to a point where that, that where I'm not actually expressing something that I'm passionate or emotional about, like then it's just not hard. So I, I think that's probably why I go to the harder things to kind of live with. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think on the whole though, it has made it better. Yeah, that's great. So I saw that there was a little bit of a gap between Cicero, your current and most recent project, I believe. And I think you said the last album was 2008 and then you guys just released a new EP last year, early this year. What was, uh, the inspiration for getting back in the studio and getting back with the band? Well, um, we played, uh, we started in 05 and, 
uh, we took about six months or so to write music, uh, get that down and then proceeded in the following year and a half, um, year and a half to two years to play approximately like 150 shows. Um, oh, wow. and only two short runs, West coast runs, um, like tour runs like Fresno and lost in, um, Bay area to Seattle and things like that. So mostly like local, sometimes three in a week when we were really going hot and heavy for a while and we replaced a bass bass player and that was going okay. And he was going to leave. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I, it just was just too much. Um, so we kind of called it quits. Um, we did put together some stuff, I, I did put together another band with the same name with new songs, with some new songs. And we played a festival uh, called X Fest in the Gorge uh, in uh, 2011. Um, and that was just a, for a one time thing. We got asked to play this festival and uh, ended up being really cool. Um, but uh, we we were just hanging out at um, our old guitar players uh, going away party. He moved moved to Alaska and, uh, the drummer, his brother is the drummer. Um, and I were talking, just hanging out and just got talking one thing after another. And then we're, it just I'm like, well, let's just start it up again. So the new EP is actually three songs from the first incarnation, three songs from the second incarnation, um, <clears throat> at the festival, plus a little cover that's in there for a bonus. Um, and, uh, just try to get that, um, get that out, like uh, get it down, make a mile marker. And we've been really writing some much, uh, I think some really, really good stuff, uh, lately. So we've got, I think we have four or five, um, songs in the pipeline. So we're looking to maybe start playing some shows here pretty soon. Um, after we've now gotten our fourth, fourth bass, fifth bass player <laughs> that, that uh, revolving yeah. bass player it's always yeah a yeah yeah but this guy's really <laughs> uh, this way is really awesome and he's my age and in the same sort of season of life so um i'm really excited he's super good and i'm really pumped about it so we've been practicing a lot and uh getting ready to start playing some stuff here pretty soon yeah that's incredible do you have any recent discoveries or bands that you think that people should check out that you think that everyone should discover these people? Yeah. Um, I am in, a sort of nineties back loop because I did a photo shoot with some friends, some nineties themed photo shoot with some friends. And, um, so I listened to that, but you know what, what's pulling me back out is, um, there's this fantastic band from Michigan called empire exclamation mark empire exclamation mark and then in parentheses i was a lonely estate so it's empire empire i was a lonely estate it's a super long band name um, yeah they really committed to the yeah the real band name there yeah keith the, the the guitar player and singer main guitar player and singer he's i think he's got like his masters in english literature or something like really for reals uh and his wife plays guitar in the band um and they are no longer uh, but they started a label called count your lucky stars and uh but they have put out a lot of music and it is um it is emotional well thought out uh and just truly truly beautiful 
music. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of that lately. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, there's this Austrian band called Rika, R-I-K-A, who kind of has that same vibe. And they were on a split with Empire Empire, and that's how I found them. Um, and they are super fantastic as well. Really beautiful, um, beautiful guitars, emotional music, well thought out songs, not, not your average pop punk, you know, three chords, you know, whatever. It's a lot of, a lot of layered picking, a lot of layered uh, melodies. And it's, um, both, both those bands are ultra fantastic. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. And also feel free to send me anything after this and they're all going in the show notes so everybody can see your discoveries. Let's do it. (laughs) So after a long time, uh, a lot of different bands, uh, since you were a a young kid, essentially learning to play music and learning to express yourself this way, I also like to ask people, what does music mean? You know, what does music mean to you now? Boy, that's a toughie, but I mean... It really is emotional expression. It's, um, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, like writing music, listening to music. A lot of times for me is like, um, as like a Polaroid, uh, it solidifies a time and a place. It's like a time stamp or a date stamp. It, like it, but it's not, it's, um, it's not in your conscious mind. It's more like a limbic system, like a, like an emotional memory. Um, and, and to me, that's what music is. It's an emotional timestamp, um, that you can go back and feel again and live again for better or for worse cathartic or celebration. It's, it's pretty much what that is to me. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining me this week. My pleasure. Best of luck to all of your new music coming out and we'll be waiting for it and it was great to talk to you awesome man i appreciate it i really do thank you so much for listening to the creators cove make sure to follow or subscribe on spotify apple podcasts or google and you'll make sure that you get to see episodes as soon as they're released get in touch with me on twitter at creators cove pod or at zach Howe, and my instagram is at zach t Howe. keep discovering and I hope you take another trip down to the Creator's Cove. I had a great time catching up with Paul this week. If you want to hear more about his music, you can check out ciceroemo.bandcamp.com or you can follow him on Twitter at the underscore subcon. And without any further ado, a song from his new EP, A Singular Flame, parentheses, amidst three dead brothers.
was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.